passage, uh, obviously being Christmas, um, it's about the birth of Christ, and it's called Receiving Emmanuel. And in this season, you know, definitely, um, you know, we remember that Jesus was born. Um, but the significance of that, I think, really comes in that name, Emmanuel. In Matthew chapter 1, uh, we're told that uh, the angel had uh, proclaimed to Joseph when he had some misgivings about taking Mary as wife when she found him pregnant uh, with the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, um, that the angel told him, you know, don't worry, don't, don't, don't hesitate in taking Mary as wife. And, we're, and, and the angel says, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. And in this, you see kind of this, this sort of like given title to Jesus, this kind of, um, you know, symbolic name to Jesus, Emmanuel. And it means God with us. And it, it, it's such a fitting name um, that it, it, what we celebrate in Christmas is not just the birth of Jesus, but the birth of the Son of God, Right? And so we have been talking uh, throughout the season in Advent, we've been talking about the idea of God's word. You know, in the past few weeks, we've been talking about like the spoken word and the written word and the idea that Jesus is the word made flesh. And so the idea of the word of God, it's not just supposed to be a static word on a page. But if you think about what would God want for you? And this idea that God is able to express that by becoming a human to be with us so that all of those things can be shared, right? Jesus shares with us many things about what God desires for us, right? And Jesus himself is able to show us this love and compassion, the heart of God we're able to see through Jesus, right? And so that, that idea that Emmanuel, that God has come to be amongst us is so important, Right? But it's, it's not only that, but the name Jesus has significance. So you may know that the, the name Jesus is our kind of English version. Um, but in Hebrew, it's Yeshua. Sometimes we call that Joshua. It's the same name. But what it means is that, if you guys remember, the holy name of God, uh, the I am that I am, the Yohevathe, that we commonly uh, uh, say Yahweh that I am that I am is salvation. That is what Jesus' name means. I am that I am. The Lord is salvation, right? And this idea that God didn't just come to be here with us, but he came to save us, right? And so, friends, um, yeah, you know, when we think about what that means for us every day, you know, maybe there's many of us who don't really feel the nearness of God. And I know sometimes Christmas, it can be, obviously it comes every year and it, it's about giving presents and all these different things. Uh, but the idea of it, that, that this, this real joy that you see in this story is the idea that God has come to be with us. And so we see in the story that we just read uh, that the, the first, first people who get to witness 
uh, this, this miracle, this, this, this uh, Emmanuel, God with us, are shepherds. And so you may know this, uh, that shepherds were actually very low in the totem pole in society. They were thought of being unclean. And shepherds were not rich by any means. But the way they made a living was a way that made them perpetually unclean because they were with animals, right? And so the idea that Jesus would be proclaimed and be shown first and foremost to shepherds, to these people that most polite, you know, uh, Jewish people in this society would have looked at them as like, these are the least qualified, right? They're unclean, right? But Jesus is breaking down that barrier. Uh, Of course, you, you may know in the story, the idea that Jesus was born in a manger, stinky manger with animal poop and all these kinds of things, right? And, you know, we don't always kind of think of this. We, we think of this very kind of sanitized version of the story. But that everything here, you know, Jesus, uh, the, the, the shepherds in the field, and, you know, uh, here's Mary and Joseph, and, you know, there's a little bit of scandal kind of hanging over their marriage with Jesus' birth. And all of this is the situation that Jesus is born And this idea that God with us, he's come to be with you in the thick of your human experience. God came down to be with us in our most vulnerable and real humanity. And we're told that this is the sign, right? The angel said to the the shepherds, they're they're really terrified by the scene, right? That there's the glory of the Lord shone around them. And the angel says, fear not, For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. This idea that the way that God came into this world, you know, God could have come in any way. God could have... Uh, uh, just kind of beamed down or just kind of appeared mysteriously out of thin air as a full-grown man or a full-grown woman. He could have done that. Of course, we know that, right? Why did God choose to come in this way? Because I think this is how God wants to show that he wants to be with us in the fullness of human experience. As a baby who poops his pants, as a baby who is helpless and crying, and, right, like, like the, in the most vulnerable state, this is how God comes to us in the fullness of humanity. It's so beautiful, right? And maybe there are times, you know, I, I know sometimes the way I present this, the Christmas story isn't like the most sanitized way. Like, I know it's just become, you know, something you see in the nativity scene. It's just this really reverent thing that we look at now. It's very, you know, holy and cleaned up, but... The idea, friends, is that our lives, man, they're messy, right? In in the fullness of our humanity, in the fullness of what you are going through. Maybe your life doesn't feel like a Hallmark card, right? Maybe there are times in this season where, you know, maybe you don't even feel like great joy the way that you used to, maybe the way you did as a kid on Christmas. You know, maybe it's kind of lost that luster. But friends, don't worry. Good news. We have good news, right? That God didn't come into your perfect humanity. He came into your jacked up humanity, into the real of your life, into all of its messiness. 
That's what Christmas is about. And we want to receive that. And so in this, we see this joy, this great, great joy. And the joy that we find in it is this good news, right? And so friends, I, I think sometimes when it comes to Christmas and the Christmas story, you know, I, I think we feel like we have to be like super, super joyful, right? And, and, and I know uh, just uh, the praise team and I uh, and, and the media team, we were praying before we came up. And, you know, one of the things that I think sometimes we feel that is pressure is like, oh, it's Christmas. We have to be especially joyful. You know, we, we kind of have to fake it. We have to manufacture it. And maybe sometimes you feel that. Maybe you kind of feel like, like on Christmas, everyone's like, Merry Christmas. And there's some people who are just like way too happy, you know? And, and, and like maybe for you inside, you don't feel that happiness and, and we, we just kind of feel like we have to fake it. You know, Merry Christmas. You have the fake plastered smile. But friends, what I see in this story is that this is a gift, right? It's good news. This is what the angels are bringing, right? That's what gospel means. It's good news, You don't need to fake it, right? You just have to perceive it. And our job on Christmas is not to to, to be something or do something, right? But it's just to receive that good news. And and, and so, friends, um, we see the angels. They go and and they see the, 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 well, the angels are praising. And then the shepherds, they feel this, this need. They're like, hey, let's go over to Bethlehem. Let's check this out. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The angels don't tell them, like, hey, this is your job. You have to glorify God. You have to serve God. You you have to seek out Jesus. No, they just wanted to do that because they received this good news with joy. And they're like, yo, let's go see. Let's go see more. And, And I want that to be our experience of following Jesus. I think sometimes, you know, for those of us in the church, we feel like we're, we're kind of being prodded, right? We're being forced, like, hey, you know, go and serve God. Go, go and, you know, do all of these things, and, and you have to do it. It's your Christian duty, you know? But sometimes it is about just receiving this gift, this good news. And when you receive that fully and you appreciate it, right, praise is going to follow. Your desire to, to glorify God and serve God is supposed to follow out of that. And for many of us, friends, I think what we need this morning is to receive a gift again, right? Receiving a gift, it, it should be the easiest thing. But sometimes I think we're so in the habit of, hey, we have to be the generous ones. We have to be the ones who give. We have to be the ones that serve. But what if we were just to take a moment to just receive this? I love what it says about Mary here. That Mary, she sees all of these things, these shepherds that come, And the shepherds, by the way, probably kind of smelly. They've been with animals, right? And they've been coming from the fields, right? They're not washed. And they come, and they come to Mary and Joseph. And maybe they didn't smell them because they're in a manger, right? They're in a barn. (laughs) And they're there, and the shepherds are telling them, we saw the angels. They were singing. They were glorifying God. And Mary, she just treasures these things in our hearts. She ponders them, 
right? Just kind of holds them fast. You know, this idea of a treasure, right? I think this is really what it means to receive a gift, is to treasure it. You ever get a gift from someone, or maybe you gave a gift to someone, and, and you, you really, like, put your heart into it. You're like, oh, man, I, I'm so excited to give this gift to this person. And did that person ever receive it and was just like, oh, thanks. And by the way, you can do whatever you want with a gift, right? But I think what we want in, in this kind of like, this, it's not a transaction, but this beautiful thing where you give a gift is, is you want them to receive it and you want them to treasure it, right? Especially if that gift is worthy. And I think sometimes what we do with the gospel is we're not fully receiving it. It's just become routine, right? You hear it. You hear it, but you're not treasuring it. You're not treasuring it because you're not holding it fast in your heart the way Mary did, turning it over, just letting it sit there. You don't need to do anything with it other than just hold it there, right? Other than, you know, don't move on to the next thing. I think that sometimes that's what happens. Um, I, I know on Christmas, sometimes you're, you're receiving so many gifts, it's hard to treasure them, right? You know, if you receive one gift, you can just kind of like dwell on it like turn it over enjoy it right you know if it's something to be worn wear it if it's something to eat eat it right savor it you know you can really enjoy it but when when you have so many gifts when you think you have so many gifts you're just kind of going through all of them right and and it's like okay what's the next one what's the next one and i think that's what we do in life right we have this great gift that god wants to give us but so many of us were like oh okay cool Thanks, Jesus, but what's next, right? I want something else. I want something from the world, right? I want money. I want, you know, a promotion. I want to get into this school. I, I, I want this relationship. And we think that these things are going to satisfy us. And friends, these things are not bad, but the gift that Jesus wants to give you is his actual presence. He's come to be with you. And so, friends, I just want to take a moment to just, let's just, treasure that for a moment. Let's, let's just hold that in our hearts. This idea that God has come to be with us. He doesn't want you to be alone. He doesn't want you to go through life figuring it out just on your own. Right? Because we know that in the name of Jesus, I am that I am. The holy God, the God of all creation has come to save you right? Has come to help you. Has come to lift you out of the difficult situations. Has come to be there to reassure you that you're not alone, right? That he loves you. But make no mistake, this God also has power. He has the power to save. He has the power to forgive you. Let's just take a moment to hold that in our hearts. Just treasure it. Maybe you just want to say thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And praise team, when you're ready, if you want to come up. God, we're just so thankful for who you are and that you would want to be with us. I know there are times, God, where you feel so removed, where we think about the concept of God and it feels like you're a million miles away. But Lord, your heart has always been to be with your people. And God, maybe we have been looking for you in our perfection, but where we truly find you is in our ordinary, smelly, stinky, difficult, 
broken life. That's where you're born. That's where you're found. And you have come here to be with us and to save us, to forgive us, to give us hope again. Lord, if there's any of us, God, and I, I imagine it's all of us who needs to hear this this morning, that we are not alone and that you love us. And it's not just that you are with us, but you want to save us and help us. And you are going to be with us, Lord, through the thick and thin of life, through the messiness of life. Help us, God, to know when we reach those moments where it's so easy for us to despair and for us to wonder, to think that we're all alone, to remember that you are the God with us. You are Emmanuel. You have been born into this world and you walk with us, God, by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We want to treasure this all of our days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.